Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, along with Dr. Ken Wyant, Professor of Business from Tennessee Tech University. Um, and Ken has lots of business experience to match with his uh, professorship, and I have a little professorship to match with much of my business. So we're going to talk about a couple of different topics today. The first one is whether or not you are on target. And uh, I'll let you think on that for a second as I start to explain it. Everyone likes to help other people when they can. And some of us, uh, however, have a tendency to dwell on being do-gooders to the detriment of our own interests. And when we do that, we're not helping others. We can only genuinely help other people when we are coming from a position of strength. So some of us uh, also like to surround ourselves with people who are less successful so that we can feel more important or people who have bigger problems than we do um, to minimize perceptions of our own problems. Or we like to deal with people who are just plain lazy or negative because lack of self-esteem or self-confidence or perhaps backbone tends to describe us in the ways that we run a business. And if that's the case, you're in big trouble. <laughs> so um, one of the things, does that raise any subjects in your mind, Ken, as you, you, you kind of relating to it? raises it? several. Now, yeah. to keep on topic, All right. It, uh, I, I think that in one of those areas is uh, it, the big story is who you surround yourself with and are you surrounding yourself with people that help you move in the direction that you want to go? Coming from a position of strength, in right. other words, yeah. So, so how, how do we get in that position of strength? There's a, here's a little gimmicky thing that you would like to want to make use of. It's a three-ring target. You draw it on a piece of paper. You can use a pen, pencil, piece of paper. Don't do it while you're driving, but draw the three rings and put the names of the most important person or the most important people in your world in the center of that target, in the middle part of it. And then in the next to the center circle ring, put the names of those people who you spend the most time with in your personal life. And, and then circle the ones of those, who, whoever's the most influential. Then in the next ring, that's the, the, other, the bigger one now, put the names of the people you spend the most time with at work. Circle those who are most influential. On the outside ring or the edge of this target now, write the names of those you would like to spend more time with in your personal life and in your work life. And circle those who are most influential. Uh, what's going on here? Um, what do you notice? Are you spending the limited time that you have here on earth with people who are not helping you to get where you want to go in life? Are you wasting too much time with too many negative people who are influencing your thinking in negative ways? Why? Well, what is it exactly that makes you gravitate toward those people? What keeps you from moving on? How hard are you making it on yourself to part ways with those with whom surround you surround yourself but who are bringing you down physically or mentally or emotionally? What keeps your brain from accepting the fact that the negative relationships in your life are preventing you from getting where you want to go? And lo and behold, it's your choice. What will it take for you to choose a more productive, more positive circle of friends and contacts to surround yourself with? Is that really hard? Remember, you don't need to be rude or caustic or uncaring in the process of separating your forward-moving interests 
from backward-moving friends and associates. You simply need to recognize that it's time to grow in the ways you have planned to grow. It's your choice. And when you choose to move on with life and extract yourself from the clutches of those that have been holding you back or the things that have been holding you back, you make yourself and your business stronger. You strengthen your ability to reach back and help those negative thinkers and doers who do matter. So it's, it's, you get to a point where you can actually go back to those people and circumstances and Im- help them improve. But you got to do it yourself first. So coming at things from a position of strength is where you need to start. Now, is there any of this fitting into you? Ken's giving me this uh, no, wrinkled no, it, brow. <laughs> I just, I'm working through it myself. I was drawing the target uh, and, and thinking through it. And uh, a couple of thoughts came to mind is it does take... We have to have that self-thought. Uh, think about ourselves and what our goals are and right. what we're wanting to accomplish to help us define the kind of folks that we want to bring in and and involve ourselves with. Um, it's not necessarily that I'm trying to get those that just agree with my point of view. Right. I want to find those that can help uh, me, push me, to clarify my point of view, and this is—you think this is—you feel like this is making you be selfish if you follow this line of thinking? Oh, I well, some people will think that. I'm, some people might think that our goal—it is about ourselves in in right. our goals in life. Now, that doesn't mean we are selfish to exclude all others, but we are trying to say what are we trying to accomplish in life, and are our associations supporting my primary goals in life. And it may be that some of our associations are to relax. Some of our associations are to move forward uh, and, and identifying are we spending too much time relaxing yeah, and are we ignoring the associations that would help us accomplish the primary, the main goals that we have. Right. It's, like, it's like a dose of reality. I mean, somebody taught me this a long time back and, and – uh, I was a little resistant about it at first. I didn't like the idea that I was making bad decisions or surrounding myself with people who were not, you know, positive um, and thinking to myself, well, I like to help other people. And and so, you know, if I have people around me who need help and I provide them with help, what's wrong with that? You know, well, then I slowly realized that that didn't put uh, much money in my pocket and uh, wasn't uh, helping me to get where I wanted to go. And it was helping other people, but only temporarily. And it was like a Band-Aid. So, I'm, you know, I, then I started thinking harder about it. Um, I like to find people, uh, in some ways, I, I find folks that are uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with because uh, I like to find people smarter than me so that I can learn from them and, and get the feedback. So you're not counting me in that group, right? Now. <laughs> I, uh, Fifth Amendment here. Uh, no, I. But I like to. I, I try to surround myself with that. Now that may right. not be every moment of every day, but I try to appreciate uh, when I'm in the room with those that are sharp, and 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 try to learn from that. Because and how, how unique is that, listeners? That the professor is talking about trying to surround himself with people who are smarter than he is. And so I'm, you know, I'm impressed with that. That's Many times those are my students. Uh-huh. They may not have the knowledge that I have. But they have different but life these, experiences. Uh, uh, but yeah. they've got a different life experience. And I, I, 
I learn from them. Okay. Well, that's a great attitude. Now, boy, if every professor could be like that, <laughs> we'd, we'd have a heck of an educational system that would uh, certainly make a lot more sense. Um, so that's great. Um, well, I think we are probably pretty close here to uh, wrapping up this segment, and we're going to come back to you with um, another one that's called I Am Okay. Since we, the first question is, are you on target? And the next one is, I am okay. So we're going to, or I guess it's not a question, it's a statement. We'll talk about that in a minute. Stay with us. Welcome back to Business Works. This is Hal Alpiar and Ken Wyant, and we're talking about uh, being on target with your thoughts about yourself. And uh, now we're going to take that another direction. And I'm just going to read you a, uh, a sentence that came from a very... Uh, a very important person in my life who, uh, uh, his name is Virginia Satter, and if you've ever heard of anyone in uh, um, reality, world of therapy, and all that sort of thing, she was an icon, and she wrote lots of books and had uh, much, uh, had a very big following. And she wrote a statement that that I have since taken and put onto a poster that I drew a painting of, uh, uh, a little teddy bear, and the the... The sentence is, I, it's two sentences, I am me. In all the world, there is no one else exactly like me. I am okay. <laughs> and she was terrific at getting that point across. Put those 18 words on your dashboard or your mirror or your refrigerator. I am me. In all the world, there is no one else exactly like me. I am Okay. Uh, it'll have a way of making us all feel like too many things uh, the, with, with economic uncertainties and, and all kinds of life uncertainties that are going on. And uh, even entrepreneurs need reassurance. So including ourselves, sometimes things are not okay. So have you ever felt like that or am I just imagining? Do you feel like that more in recent times in the past? Do you sometimes think the news media is trying to sink your ship <laughs> by heaping negative stories on your already overburdened shoulders? Well, Virginia's idea was step back every once in a while, start to question your own self-worth. If you get to that point, get out of it. Rattle your cage, change the channel, shut down the news. She would say, do you really need to take the murders, muggings, bombings, accidents, freaky and bizarre incidents, and people and the media's incessant dwelling on negativity to bed with you every night? Do you really need to wake up with it every morning? Well, we hope you'll listen to this radio station, but you don't need a bombardment of stuff. And I know people have TV sets in every room going from the minute they wake up in the morning and radios going all over the place and they're they're going from breakfast to the living room and afraid they're missing something, you know. And, and you can get a little crazy from all that. Well, what would happen if you shut it all down for a few days and use the time instead to relax your brain and remind yourself how truly special and unique you are? Do you really think you would miss much? If you have doubts, take a quick trip to the library or on Google through past newspaper headlines. Go back 20, 50, 100 years. Surprise! The names and locations change, but the stories are mostly the same. It will be like missing a week of your favorite TV series. Nothing new ever really goes on. As a sort of a sports version of the old expression to do reality checks by pinching yourself, I don't recommend the method that uh, 
some of the older folks might remember baseball slugger Bobby Benilla used to practice, but the idea worked for him. Every at-bat, he hit himself on his helmet with his bat just before stepping up to the plate. Uh, I guess it helped him focus his attention, but he, he sure was a great hitter. Um, what is your focus trigger? Take a minute and think about that. What snaps your awareness back when your mind starts to drift? Is there an image, a person, a name, a word, a place, a situation? Um, figure it out and use it more. Snap your brain back to reality that you are unique. So that awareness, if you follow that along, in other words, you get yourself cranked up, um, keep yourself cranked up. It's catching. And other internal customers, I call them, like associates, employees, and vendors, as well as the external customers, will respond in ways that bring you more business. So think about how does this work for you with your business? Um, Ken, you have any thoughts about that and your experience? Well, we have, uh, when you were talking about TV, and we're bombarded with information, and we are. We've gone from nightly news of 30 minutes a night. <laughs> 24 hours. Which was a lot of information, yeah. a little bigger, to 24-hour news with every detail showing. Yeah. And that really sways us. It focus, it pulls our mind in a direction all the time. And to become ourself, one of the things I know in family, when we would get off target, one of the, of the tricks we did was actually just to go outside, get out of the environment, and it just all of a sudden we find our nature is op- opening back up. Uh, we get rid of the thoughts that we had and we start it's kind of a reset just by going outside. Um, also find that a lot of creativity is found when we are bored. <laughs> That's a good point. And with that thought, we're going to just finish this little segment and um, ask that you hang on and come back because when you come back, we're going to tell you how to fight. <laughs> How to fight the good fight. So stay with us. Welcome back to Business Works. Um, this is Hal and Ken. We are we've talked today about uh, whether or not you are on target. And if you're interested, by the way, in more information about that, don't hesitate to send a quick email to Hal at Businessworks with an S on the end dot US. And uh, just put put um, uh, 941.com um, in the subject line so that we'll know that it's related to the show. And, and just tell me that you want to know about On Target, and I'll send you back a little write-up about how to do that little exercise. Um, the other thing, I am me in all the world. There is no one else exactly like me. I am okay. And that's a terrific thought to carry with you all day. Now, right along with that, and it would seem to not be, but it is, is is certa bonum certamen. <laughs> That's Latin. Certa bonum certamen. And, and the reason I happen to know it, it's the motto of where I went to college. Um, I went to Iona College in New Rochelle, New York, and certa bonum certamen in Latin means fight the good fight. That's the English translation. Now, how did I know that? Because I... Wanted to graduate, so I made sure to learn all these little subtleties. Um, one of the um, 
one of the headlines here for today's show, um, Fight the Good Fight, because it's a well-intentioned slogan that speaks of strength in life. But it is, it's fairly ridiculous when it's interpreted to call as a call to a business owner action. Um, in fact, American mindset of jam it down their throats competitiveness that rises from football fields nationwide is arguably the real root of all evil in business today. You could think of it that way. Waging war with the competition, fighting the government, beating up on your industry, breaking down customer resistance, smashing prior sales records, kicking regulatory butts, arguing tooth and nail. Are we really all that angry with what's around us? Are we going to bed and waking up mad or is it just a big act? Are we covering up our true feelings? Are we blindsiding ourselves out of submit, out of commission? What do all these upset-feeling words communicate? Is business really that big of a battle? Well, yes, if you choose for it to be. Um, yes, it, if you choose to be too weak-willed to cut out your own path. Yes, if you choose to think there's no way to peaceably coexist with other businesses. Yes, if you choose to look around you and see only enemies. Everyone is not the enemy. Don't choose that perception. You already know Franklin Delano Roosevelt's famous, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. We've even heard cartoon character Ziggy proclaim, we should enjoy here while we're here because there's no here there. Yet we persist in being fearful. We invest ourselves in neurotic and paranoiac behaviors that require us to take argumentative stances in our daily dealings. So how can you pull your spiraling business up out of this never-ending, bottomless hole of fear that things won't work out, things won't survive unless you do battle somewhere with something or with someone and conquer it or her or him or they? Well, here's how. You start by acknowledging that the bad choices are choices. You start by realizing it's just as easy to choose receptivity and positiveness and cooperation and business alliances. It's just as easy to join forces as to fight forces. In fact, it's a lot easier. It is fear that's threatening your business, and you are choosing fear. If that's the case, change the channel in your brain. Get rid of mental boxing, mental wrestling, mental mixed art, martial arts, Get rid of nonstop news reports. Just shut them down. It's a choice. Why would you choose to torture and stress yourself? It's a choice. If any news event is major enough to warrant your attention, someone in your neighborhood will come knocking at your door to tell you. <laughs> in the meantime, your news fixation is paralyzing you and your business. It's locking your brain into negativity and preventing forward motion. So quit the news for just one week. I promise the world will not end. <laughs> And if it does, in case it does, you won't have wasted time worrying about it. So um, I'm not saying give up the media. I'm not saying give up difficult situations. Um, I'm saying use judgment about all of this and remember that it's a choice. And so it's your choice. If you have a lot of problems dragging you down with your business, stop and question yourself about what you're choosing. Do you think, Ken, that that's uh, I fair? I think so. I think that... Uh, fight the good fight is about uh, keeping focused. It's about uh, working hard, but it's not about winning at all costs. Right. Because all costs is pretty costly. 
That's right. Um, and it involves and, other people. Almost, an attitude so. of winning at all costs implies absolute rigidity when dealing with challenges and problems and alternative possibilities. And it takes you away from the notion of being cooperative. And uh, many of the successful uh, business leaders and other leaders that I've seen have been successful in a, a re- in developing relationships where both sides, both parties can actually win. And that uh, that's a different can you, can you have an example point. kind of like that? Well, I think that uh, for some uh, it's an interesting approach because a lot of startup companies have to have money to to get moving. Yes, yeah. And we hear the word venture capital and some people translate that into vulture capital, <laughs> but it's that are they going to try to take and and get everything rather than um, uh, at the expense of the founders? And the, some of the, the successful ones, and maybe they're more angel investors, and the difference is they're using their own money, but, but they have more satisfaction, and these are successful investors, have more satisfaction when they help a company be successful. And if they can help and become partners with the company to be successful, then both the investor and the founder will win and get a positive result out of it. Yeah, it seems there's an instinctive defensiveness against investors. Um, you know, it's a, it's a kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And people that are starting a business or running a business get that feeling that they have to give up something in order to get an investor interested in what they're doing or to get actual cash input. And that may be true with some investors, and probably historically that's what's created the problem. But um, uh, it doesn't seem to me that that's the norm anymore. There are, it, it appears to me that investors are much more concerned with the reality of whether business has the potential to make money um, and that they're not trying to get involved with it to shake it up and manage it themselves. Uh, they, they win if the business wins. The challenge is to match uh, the, some of the benefits that you can, both sides can get uh, and for the founders and the investor to have that dialogue and have that cooperative arrangement. And yes, they are fighting the good fight to protect their own interests, but it, but recognizing the value of working as partners in that. And that's just one example that, right. that seems to fit uh, this idea. So So fight the good fight. Pick out one that's worth it. You know, don't get lost in a bunch of bad fights that are just going to end up costing you business. So we thank you for your attention today. We will uh, be back with you. We hope you'll find us on a podcast, and um, we'll, we'll be back with you next week. Have a great day.